Pulse. Pulse 95 Live from Sharjah Heritage Days in the heart of Sharjah. Yes, we are totally live and we're back right here in Sharjah Heritage Days. We're running every day, 7 p.m. till 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. on weekdays, but we will not be there on Fridays, yes. sadly. So we'll give you some time to miss us. <laughs> right. Okay, so we had interesting talks and an interesting interview with uh, MP Dr. Hapal from Hungary, who told us lots of interesting information about Hungary. And now we have another special guest. We have with us... Miss Natalie Haran, a history teacher, fashion designer and antiquity researcher. It's a pleasure to have you here on Pulse95. It's great having you here and we cannot wait to talk to you about how you got into this specific type of fashion because it is very, very niche, very, very specific. So it says that you started as a fashion designer, you were studying fashion and then something made you excited about ancient or at least historical fashion. So how did that happen? In fact, uh, I wanted to be an Egyptologist when I was young. So wow. <laughs> mm. I was uh, very interested in history mm -hmm. and research. So um, I made uh, studies to be an Egyptologist. But uh, one day I found um, a garment on the flea market. Mm -hmm. It was uh, a little coat with uh, lace and uh, pearls and uh, jewels. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know uh, what it was and uh, who wore the, this garment yeah. and how it, wa it was uh, done. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, studies, uh, I studied the history of fashion and mm -hmm. I get more and more interested in garments and less in history, uh, less uh, because in France it was very difficult to be uh, an Egyptologist uh, mm -hmm. in, uh, in school or, mm -hmm. or university. So uh, I, have, I have lessons to, uh, to know how to sew, to yeah. uh, make the pattern, mm -hmm. to make the custom uh, garment mm -hmm. and I found in my, uh, my society La Dame d'Atour to, to create costumes mm -hmm. to make studies to write uh, some books about costumes and uh, now I uh, build exhibition for museum and castles Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, with all the costumes I have created or with my own collection of uh, authentic uh, garments. That's amazing, truly. And um, this is making me wonder as well because you said you were interested in Egyptology. That did not work out. But then you delved deep into the world of um, fashion and historical fashion. But you are more or less concentrating on specific periods, which I believe is the 18th century and the 1930s that is some of your exhibitions what they're about so what made you pick or what made you like become interested in these specific periods in fact i work uh, uh, from antiquity to 1930. oh wow mm. from antiquity. so yes <laughs> it's a very large period it is yeah and uh, it's uh, all fashions of different then we can uh, show the, the evolution of fashion from antiquity, mm -hmm. middle age, renaissance, you know. Mm -hmm. This is very interesting uh, to, to understand uh, how uh, garment uh, 
change evolves. Mm -hmm. And um, behind the garment, there is uh, the people. And uh, uh, it's important for me to show uh, not only the garment, but also the way of life mm -hmm. behind the garment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, each fashion period has got, um, let's say, certain clothing, certain styles, certain um, ways of uh, sewing, or let's say, it's fashion, so fashion changes over time. Now, what does um, like a certain period's fashion say about a situation for, of, of each period of time? Uh, for example, uh, in, the middle, in the Middle Age, uh, um, there was an evolution because uh, people uh, were, uh, were using uh, wool, for mm -hmm. example, to, to dress. And when, when uh, people go to uh, Orient, mm -hmm. uh, they found the silk, mm -hmm. they found a new color, and then bring them back to Europe. Mm -hmm. And uh, that uh, create a new fashion uh, inspired by other countries, for example. Wow. I mean, it just shows that how important trade was and yes. how the trade were yes. happening, the, the various routes, and how did that incline become part of um, their lives, basically. Absolutely. And what kind of colors or fabrics or crafts were prevalent during this period of time? Uh, so they were, uh, there was a wool, mm -hmm. a silk for the wealthy people, mm -hmm. uh, linen. Linen. Yes. Yeah, we've seen that a lot. Usually linen is with undergarment, is yes. that correct? Mm -hmm. Linen for the shirt, mm -hmm. undergarment, uh, to make the lining of the garment also. Mm -hmm. What about colors? Because I've heard so many things about colors, especially what color symbolizes to different um, social standings. For example, sometimes the aristocracy can afford a certain color, we, meanwhile others do not. Same goes for the type of, uh, like you mentioned, the um, uh, the various uh, types of, uh, say you said wool, you said linen, but can you tell us more about the colors? The colors, in fact, uh, before the 19th century, uh, there was a, a natural color dyes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. made with uh, indigo, uh, I don't know how to, do, to say that in English, uh, garance mm -hmm. uh, for the red, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, in the Middle Age, the black color was a sign of uh, wealthy people mm -hmm. because it was difficult to get uh, a beautiful black. Mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, it used um, uh, a noir de gal. It, mm -hmm. it is um, something uh, uh, you find it on, uh, on trees mm -hmm. uh, made by an insect. It was a parasite. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. and uh, it was used to to make uh, black, and uh, it was difficult because um, uh, people who have uh, money can uh, get uh, beautiful uh, fabrics mm -hmm. uh, made with uh, the first uh, dye, you know. Yes, and so less yeah. uh, when you have uh, less money, you have uh, a bad color. The yeah. rest of the color. Mm -hmm. So they basically had the ability to get the color and then maintain the color as well. Yes. And I think that that's also prevalent in a lot of uh, cultures when it comes to those deep colors mm -hmm. or it comes to jewel colors. 
it's always about being able to maintain it as well now you said that you don't only make the fashion but you also search for it and find them in various places do you have any tips to how to find specific like antique and um, fashions from antiquity or fashions from a specific period uh, for example for antiquity you can find um, details on uh, paintings or mm. ceramics mm. on uh, sculpture mm. Interesting. and also in text antique texts uh, because antique uh, authors um, are written uh, on uh, Receipts, for example, for beauty mm -hmm. or receipts uh, for dying. Mm -hmm. So that's very interesting. So basically, it's everywhere. We just have to yes, you look have carefully. to pick some details mm -hmm. uh, everywhere. That's amazing, and I'm pretty sure that is what inspired you and got you into fashion. And that's just quite beautiful, telling you that history, fashion, everything is within reach. And in turn, that will teach you about people that have been long gone a long time ago. Just a piece of clothing can teach you so much. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for joining us right here on Pulse95. We learned so much from you. Thank and you. we hope to see more of you at the Sharjah Heritage Yes, Days. I hope many people will, will come back uh, to see uh, our pavilion. Absolutely. A quick break and we'll be back to tell you and wrap up right here at the Sharjah Heritage Days.